good evening. Welcome to the Cardiff Arms Park. We're underway about 40 seconds here. And the ball just into touchdown in front of us. We're in the south stand. Connacht playing from right to left in this first half. They might be playing into a slight breeze. It was very wet earlier on here, which has left this artificial surface quite tacky, I would think. But the rain has stopped. It's a line out to Cardiff. It's Finley, it's Finley Bulem who's down. We don't want to lose him this early in the game. Christian DC goes in and failure to release at the tackle area and that'll be a penalty to Cardiff it'll be almost right in the middle of the field and it'll be 15 metres inside the Connacht half and I think we're going to have a shot at goal it's been very impressive defensively from Connacht so far um, but they could do it hold on to the ball we've played nearly 11 minutes and I think they've only had the ball for less than one um, uh, but they're, they're reading they're reading everything that, that Cardiff are doing they're very they're executing the tackles extremely well they're winning a lot of the contacts which is forcing Cardiff back um, so yeah it's been a it looks like they might go down 3-0 but I, I make this a t- uh, 10 to 14 point win in all honesty Shingler with the kick he has the ball on the tee not taking much of a run up and Shingler the kick is on the way it looks good it is good and that's the opening score of the game here we are 11 minutes gone the penalty has been kicked back to touch. 14 minutes gone here at the Cardiff Arms Park. It's Cardiff 3, Connacht 0. But Connacht have an attacking line out five metres from the Cardiff line. Dave Heffernan, same play again. McKeown collects it. Cardiff didn't really attack that line out. And Connacht have broken off and are driving forward. They've got to within four metres of the line. It's another penalty. The referee's arm is out again. That might be time for a card. Yeah, he stopped the clock. His hand is in his pocket. And the card is out. It's only a matter of who he decides to give it to, I think. He's waiting for he's waiting for that player to get up off the ground and he has been given a yellow card. It's another penalty to Connacht. And they've now decided to go for the scrum because they got a man advantage. 22 minutes gone. Cardiff still lead 3-0, but now they're down to 13 men because Nick Williams has been put in the bin for a late tackle on Finlay Bealham. Connacht had an attacking line-out in the 22, and they rather made a mess of it, but they're back in possession. They're in midfield. They're just over the 10-metre line, playing from right to left in this half. They've dominated, really, the last 15 minutes, but they haven't been able to get on the scoreboard. James Mitchell over on the far side. He finds Dennis Buckley. Buckley drives up. And so far it's been a game of uh, well it hasn't been very exciting really, it's, it's difficult conditions it's yeah. changed teams, a lot of these games this weekend with all the team players off at international camp yeah. have really struggled a little bit with uh, continuity in them. Exactly, I think, uh, I think the, the lowest number I saw, I think there was one team put out only made 7 changes, everyone's had made at least 7 and up to 10 and 12 changes um, so yeah, Connacht kind of, kind of will be disappointed with the way things are going so far but they will have the wind in the second half Lloyd Williams to feed in he has it in DC's got it hooked it's coming back slowly at the back the 7 Ollie Robinson is in charge of the back of that scrum they've held well considering the fact they were down men it's pushed and through and it's a missed tackle and it's a try for Cardiff by number 14 Owen Lane now, Connacht are suggesting he might have gone out, but they fell asleep there. They controlled the back of that scrum. It was a one-out pass, and he's in right in the corner. It's a good piece of work because he had to dive in. But that really, when you're two men down, is almost worth double points. Cardiff now leading eight points to nil. Yeah, it's a super break from Lane, and unfortunately, James Mitchell 
went for went for the, the scrum half and it was a beautiful little offload to Lane who scored as I say he scored in his debut against Connacht last year and he's done it again that's shocking stuff from Connacht 13 men and they, they, they let in a try having two chances to win it we are at the last play of the game we're in the red zone Connacht will go into this line out they're about 5 metres inside their own half cross from us it's bobbled away Cardiff collected they collected up and into midfield they now lose it ball comes through Daly nearly makes contact but Cardiff have got away Lilo is across on this side of the pitch oh, that's a great play from and that's Godwin a, that's Godwin and that's a knock on so play Connick will have Our the time. opportunity to go for the scrum or no they won't they're sorry they, they won't. <laughs> just as well as half time Tiernan was halfway down the tunnel before he blew the whistle <laughs> <laughs> well indeed he was well 40 minutes gone 8-0 and um, Alan what do you is um, this win that significant I think so I think that's a good 10 to 12 point win because if you look at it Connacht could only get into the into their half by with penalties or by running the ball at, but any time Cardiff wanted to get into the Connacht half they put the ball down the field and you saw it there they had a kick to touch uh, we t- just before half time the Cardiff had a kick to touch and it, the wind took it the whole way past. like it barely bounced in field it went so far so I think it's a big strong wind I think it'll suit Connacht to put it down there and try and make Cardiff play out the Connacht defence has been standing up very well apart from those two little pieces of magic which brought the Cardiff try um, so I'd be quietly confident well that's half time here at the Cardiff Arms Park it's Cardiff 8 Connacht 0 we'll hand back to the studio and we look forward to you rejoining us for the second half the scrum is locked. It's not moving. It's not Get moving. Oh, Driving forward. Connacht driving it forward, but it's gone to ground. It's picked up. It's into midfield. In underneath the post. Two metres out. Connacht driving forward. That was with Boyle. Boyle is pulled down a metre short. This is Connacht's opportunity. Boyle wriggling around on the ground. The ball is back. Dominic Robertson McCoy's waiting there. He picks it up. He's driven back round the side by Belcher. Connacht moving it forward. They fed it out a little bit there. Comes out to Colby Fianga. Fianga goes for the line. He's about half a metre short. Angus Lloyd collecting, waiting for it at the back. It's got a little bit disorganised around the side for Connacht. Connacht very close to the line. Right. And it's a try awarded. Referee has awarded the try. All Boyle. And it's Boyle, the substitute. I think slightly Cardiff got distracted by Angus Lloyd who took a step back as if he had the ball and Cardiff <laughs> and the fans are looking for a TMO nope we're not having a TMO Connacht are on the board it's 8-5 we're just looking at this again yeah. Angus Lloyd was just yeah he was just sort of loitering around and Cardiff maybe not concentrating young Connor Fitzgerald this is an important kick left footed kick he's on the 22 he's about 15 metres in from touch he's got the ball nice and straight in the tee this could be a one point game Cardiff lead 8-5 now Fitzgerald is on his way the kick is on its way it's on its way the kick is good it's 8-7 Connacht are right back in this there are 4 minutes and 20 seconds remaining we are virtually we are in the overs- we're in overtime this is the last play of the game unless there's a penalty it's gone into midfield Connacht nearly lose it Killian Gallagher picks it up Connacht now have got a decision to make do they take the bonus point get this ball off the field or do they keep trying to play and there's a knock on by Connacht the ball going across the line and that is the full time whistle here at the Cardiff Arms Park and it finishes Cardiff 8 Connacht 7 
they've got a bonus point from somewhere um, will they be content with that Alan? I think they will um, I think they will because they, they made so many mistakes tonight it, it was incredible having said that they'll be somewhat annoyed at themselves for not getting more from it um, you know they, they dominated quite a lot of the, the game considering the conditions um, but they just made too many mistakes they had so many opportunities in the 22 and they only took one of them I suppose the biggest issue is that while Cardiff were down to 13 men it was Cardiff who scored the try and that effectively won them the game um, that, that's something that you know is very very difficult to take really I don't know how you can win a match when you're going to try um, away when you're two men with a two man advantage so too many mistakes it's just the way it is I think most games this weekend have been a bit like that um, but I think they'll be relatively happy with a, a, a loser bonus point as long as that when Cardiff come back to, to kind, of, kind of deny them any sort of point we'll run through the scoring shed sequence here it won't take long folks 11 minutes a penalty for Aaron or Steve Shingler made it 3-0 try for Lane in the 25th minute made it 8-0 and then in the 76th minute a try by Paul Boyle which was converted by Conor Fitzgerald made it 8-7 Cardiff get 4 points Connacht get 1 in the Conference A now you have Munster from Glasgow Warriors and Ospreys Connacht on 38 Glasgow or Cardiff Blues sorry on 36 that's how tight it is it was a tight game it was a titanic game it was played in very difficult conditions Connacht coming off now being applauded off by their fans and the Cardiff team everybody running for cover as the rain starts to hammer down here again we would like to thank the Connacht Rugby Supporters Club for supporting the podcast for the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches check out the Supporters Club website at conaclan.com. Membership is only €10 and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to conaclan.com for all your supporting needs. It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. My name is Alan Deegan and I'm in the Cardiff Arms Park after a very frustrating game for Connacht, losing by a single point. I've got Lyndon McKenzie with me. Evening, Alan. And William Davis. You've just come back from talking to a number of people. Yeah, let's hear from, uh, oh, good evening, let's hear from Andy Friend, Killian Gallagher and John Mulvihill, the Cardiff coach. Andy, did Connacht lose that game rather than Cardiff win it? Yeah, we did. We did. Um, we had our opportunities there. We had them down to 13 men at one stage, believe it or not. Uh, they got a try in that period. We didn't. Um, yeah, we had ample opportunities there and... Uh, and we didn't execute the way we needed to. Can you put your finger on why that might have happened? Um, not at this point in time. We, I thought our preparation going into the game was really good. I thought uh, we had massive intensity in uh, in our Tuesday and Thursday training, and um, and our game prep yesterday was good. Uh, I thought our warm up was very good, uh, but just you know when we were asked to execute, we uh, we let ourselves down. It, it, it was error strewn and did concentration start to go it was a very stop start game and maybe a bit of overplaying as well at times when maybe just moving the ball especially in the second half down the get the ball down into their half yeah I thought um, you know, certainly that breeze you could see in the first half the way that the Cardiff played it they just kept turning us and pinning us down there and we did it on occasion, but but uh, probably not enough. It's always a, you know it's about finding that balance. I actually thought young Connor Fitz when he came on did very well in, in in turning them, and we got some good good reward and good pay out of um, out of putting the ball down there. But uh, you know it's again you know, we've got some players 
who um, are trying to find their feet at that level. Uh, some took their opportunities, some didn't take their opportunities, and, and that's what we need to assess and, and reflect upon for our next selections. Are you frustrated with that performance overall? Yeah, I am very frustrated with it because you know, I thought uh, it was a game that we could have won and probably should have won. Um, I will say well done to Cardiff because I thought they were very physical and they were very dogged in their approach there to, to hold us out at the end. Um, but we had ample opportunity there um, to get scores and to control the game better uh, and we didn't take it. Six players at Ireland camp, but is that something you can't really want I know it's it's made it selection difficult this evening, but uh, that's a crucial part of the whole project, isn't it? Yeah, and this is the big question we need to ask. We need to ask ourselves as a squad and as a uh, you know as a as a team, as an organisation, as an organisation, 100% we want them there. Um, as a team, 100% we want them there. But uh, what we saw there tonight, um, when we are we do have those players there, we need other players to step up and and. Uh, I just I thought there were too many there tonight, too many who should have stepped up and have enough experience to step up who didn't step up. Uh, and that's what we need to address. And would that have led maybe to some of the decision-making that at times just didn't seem to play a simple game that was maybe overplaying and it became very complicated in what were difficult enough conditions? Yeah, yeah I always say you, you, you can't play the opposition and the conditions if you do you'll lose and tonight I felt like we you know we tried to also play the conditions it's not it's not dry with a football um, in the appropriate areas by all means have a go but you know we saw in the first half we had we had four malls um, or three malls sorry for three penalties to a yellow card uh, we, we, the former was there just turn them put the ball in behind them very hard to exit out of that that zone get the ball back again maul them put it down there, you know, it's simple footy, but uh, I'm not sure what the thought process was on some of those decisions. I'll finish by saying this, William, um, it's not the end of us at all. Uh, there's a line in the sand there and we need, to, we need to decide whether we step over it or, or stay where we currently are. Um, and I know this group, they will step over it. So uh, at the end of the season, we can look back. There's been a couple of games that really stand out that um, have been markers for us and I reckon this will be another one. Um, I have no doubt we will step over the line and, and, and turn it into a positive, but we've got a bit of work to do before we get there. Killian, that was your first start of the season and it was a tough, hard game. A lot of errors by Connick, but you stuck in and you got some reward at the end. Yeah, you know, it, it, it wasn't a long night for us. We knew coming over here that the Cardiff one would let up easy at home. Um, tough conditions for us uh, we came out with a job and ultimately we didn't do that as you say we stuck in there I think I thought our D was good tonight and, and that's what kept us in the game but too many errors on our part and that's why we didn't come here yeah, that's why we didn't come away with uh, what we did come here for in the end which is the win You won't be looking for excuses but conditions out there seem to be pretty difficult I mean that wind seemed to be swirling around and there was, was mistakes by both sides yeah, look, conditions were tough, but we're from Galway, from the rest of Ireland. Conditions are nothing for us. You know, we train on it most weeks. We play on it a lot too. So, you know, th that's not much of an excuse. We're on, we're on a good surface out there. We're on a 4G. So, you know, there's no monkey. The ground under is perfect. Um, that isn't really what came to us tonight. You know, we talked about being rootless this week, and and in the end, we just didn't do that. We we didn't take the opportunities that were given us when we created our opportunities. We we, we didn't we didn't come away with uh, with points in the end, and uh, that's what cost us. Lack of concentration or just overplaying a little bit, maybe couple of times uh, I think it's a combination of things um, it's something we'll definitely look back on and see see where we went wrong but um, yeah we, we, we didn't group to, I don't think we uh, 
once we got into those areas, it, it, it just didn't come together for us. And I suppose we have to look back and find out why. Now that's that's the job for next weekend and looking into the next block. That's something we need to bring forward because um, we see ourselves as a team that wants to go to the playoffs and, and push on the playoffs and challenge challenge for for finals. And performances like that isn't isn't the standard of the team we want to do that. So that's where we need to push on to. Kelly, and thank you. Talk to you again soon. I think uh, we gave 100%. We gave all we could there today. You know, we asked that um, they leave it out in the field, and I don't know if eight points was probably enough going to that uh, going to that win in the second half. But certainly the boys just hung tough today. I think penalty count against us in the first half was 11-5, and that was one of the key key things we talked about discipline because it allows teams to get out of when, we, when we've got them under pressure. And our discipline second half was outstanding. I think we only gave away two penalties to, to about six, and that's what kept us in the game and got us at the right ends of the field. We did score with 13 players on the field, so um, they just learnt to hang in. So we just changed our strategy a little bit there because we always go hard at the breakdown, but with 13 men you can't do that. So we left the ruck alone a little bit, just went a little bit lower on our, our tackles and just spread the field. And... Connacht really didn't use the ball that well in the first half um, and they struggled in those conditions and I just I thought they underkicked and that's something we've learnt to do. We played uh, Glasgow uh, recently and it, it wasn't really good there and the Dragons wasn't great, the weather and also we played the Scarlets was wet so we've actually had probably four of our last five games in conditions like that and I thought we handled them pretty well tonight. Yeah, I think you know, we're, we're going through probably over 200 tackles again um, and I, Richard Hodges said, we're going to break at some stage. I said, no, we're not. We're just going to keep making our tackles. So um, they work, the boys work really hard for each other. And our discipline is good. We're giving the half a metre now and getting off the line. And we, we knew that um, Dave Horwitz isn't a... Well, he's not a really a 10. He's a 12. They had a young nine in there. And we knew if we put their nine and 10 under, under pressure... Uh, that will reverberate through their team. And then when those two went off, some academy boys came in and the pressure mounted on their nines and tens and they really couldn't get into their flow of their game because they're a team that really uses the ball very well. Uh, but in those conditions, it's, it's more like one pass rugby and punch into the corner and you know, they'll learn as well. It's going to be much happier waking up tomorrow morning knowing that we've got some points in the bag there. And both Connors and... Ospreys have horror runs. We've got four of our next five at home, so fingers crossed. We're heading in the right direction. Two fairly unhappy people. One, he seemed okay. I think John Mulvihill was in a in a good mood and quite happy. And I think mentioned two or three times what a good team that Connacht were. I think he's very pleased with the win, but um, our coach wasn't very happy. No, he wasn't. Uh, I think he was very frustrated with that performance. I think he's. I think he's a, he's really surprised by the bad decision making, and as well as that, the errors um, and the failure when they carried it out of thirteen men to make any impression on the scoreboard because they had two people in the bin one time. Not only that, Cardiff actually scored their only try of the game during that period. And uh, I think he has suggested that um, maybe some players who were given a chance didn't take it. And he'll be having a good hard look at this game because I think I think they were very confident coming here. I, I, I thought they would win. I'm not, you know, that, that was my opinion. And I think 
they certainly had enough possession and position at times in that game to win. But it really took a last gasp try and conversion to, to at least get a bonus point. Cardiff didn't offer a huge amount. They're obviously short of players, but so are we. Um, the acting John Mulville mentioned the fact that this is his third game in four playing in this conditions, and they knew there was no point in playing too much rugby, and he felt that Connacht played too much rugby and didn't kick enough. Um, what did you think, Lindley? Uh, yeah, look, first of all, I, I, I will say yes, it's it's okay for Cardiff to miss six players possibly on international duty six or seven. They are, you know, have traditionally been a bigger squad and they have more numbers and they have more money. So we, yes, we are missing six players on international duty, which which is brilliant. We also have the likes of Karen Marmion out injured. We have Sean O'Brien out and O'Brien out injured. So you know, there's like eight half of your team almost out. That doesn't excuse some of what we saw on the pitch tonight but it does give an insight I think in possibly that there was a lack of leadership out there on the pitch and I think there was a lack of leadership basically in the 9, 10, 12, 13 axis where normally you would have some more experienced players taking control. I think when the, some of the replacements came on I was impressed with Conor Fitzgerald. I thought some of his line kicking was extremely good to put us into position. I thought Angus Lloyd's passing was crisp and he added a little bit of tempo um, and pace behind the scrum there. So I don't think all is lost. I think the problem is is maybe Andy Friend is frustrated. I think we're frustrated. I think the players will probably be frustrated when they look at how they didn't convert opportunities they had. But Andy Friend hasn't been to Arms Park and seen Connacht here since 2001. And since 2001, we have only won three times. It is our bogey team. There is something in this ground and in this where, for whatever reason, that Connacht struggle when they come here. Weather didn't. Weather played its part. Obviously, the pitch plays its part. The lack of uh, the, the the players on international duty played its part. Doesn't necessarily excuse the lack of clinical execution, which is what Andy Friend has been talking about for so many weeks now that that's what Connacht lacks that's what they did lack tonight and that's the reason they lost it is but they still got a losing bonus point and most people would have taken four you know only given away four points and a one and if they come back and beat Cardiff at home and get denied them a bonus point it'll have been a success against Cardiff and there was some good things tonight Killian Gallagher for instance I thought was very impressive Killian Gallagher played uh, very well he, he, he seized his opportunity took his chance um, seemed to be an element tonight, maybe of players leaving it to the other guy to do the to do the stuff, and I think it was symptomatic of the fact that he pulled both his halfbacks very very early because Connick knew from the first half how to play with the wind, having watched Cardiff, and they came out in the start of the second half and kept on doing the same stuff over and over again, and they, you know, they didn't start the second half with any real threat. And they were under a little bit of pressure. Um, it's just a very insipid performance, and I think they'll have to pick through. They they, they talked that they had a good week in training. Um, all that stuff went well. It's the second time they've been to Wales this season. It has hasn't worked out for them. Uh, it's a different game entirely to the one at Bridgend, but very similar sort of outcome. Yeah. Uh, at least tonight, at the end, it was Connacht doing. Yeah. They stole a point. Um, just, just hard to read it. And a bit like last week in France, they've switched all the lights off here, so they're obviously telling us they want us to go. Okay, we'll 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 take a break and um, find somewhere more comfortable to do this. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay we've we've found some nicer environment to be able to f- continue the podcast um, we'll just finish off that th- those thoughts William on, on the positives of from tonight um, Killian Gallagher was, was very good anyone else stand out for you? Uh, I thought Paul Boyle when he came off the bench the game was starting to break up a little bit more then that really suited him uh, Conor Fitzgerald did, did very well when he came on I thought Angus Lloyd um, put a bit of zip to it got a little bit more control and look, the main positive is they kept going um, and they got a point and I suppose if you if you before we came here you'd have said a point is um, probably all they were going to get and it was the bare minimum that was required but the problem is the game they had enough chances to win that game if you actually look at Cardiff Cardiff didn't really Cardiff scored one brilliant try and they kicked one penalty and they were and the 13 main and the, it's just the way Connacht just did, never got to the pace of this game and weren't consistent enough they didn't get enough plays together so um, yeah Linny it was, it was a brilliant try from from Cardiff Lloyd Williams with a couple of beautiful little subtle touches excellent break to the outside committed Matt Healy to the tackle um, and then executed an excellent offload and a fantastic finish from Owen Lane well we've heard quite a bit about Owen Lane in the past but I haven't really studied him and, and I haven't really sort of concentrated in, in, until that really that try today that he performed look he did extremely well you know um, Horowitz did put in a good tackle but Lane was uh, I suppose the way he executed that he lifted himself so high up in the air that by the time he was able to dot down his legs had not touched uh, had not touched the ground so I mean it was a good piece of execution by him uh, maybe a poor little there was a missed, couple of missed sort of communication or missed tackles before that that had happened um, which he shouldn't, he shouldn't have actually been in that position to score in the first place. But that said, I mean, he did he did brilliantly to, to produce that try. He did, and I, I again put that down to Lloyd Williams' brilliance. You know, this is the man who executed a cross kick for Wales in the the World Cup against England, which gave them the try that that put them out. This guy knows what he's doing. He's knows what he's about. And there was just a couple of little subtleties. If you get a chance to watch it again, see how he just throws a shape before he, he takes off at the back of the scrum which gives him that half a second because that's, that's all it takes so the question is where does that leave us William um, well two thirds of the way through the season they've won a third of their games and they've lost a third of their games and they've seven games to go they've probably got to win five out of the seven as an absolute minimum in my view uh, and that's going to be a big ask but four of them are at home and there's a doable game in Zebra away. Interesting trip to Glasgow coming up in a couple of weeks' time because the Scottish sides really get taken apart at this time of the year. They're, they're just they're stripped out, and by the time you get that two two games into the Six Nations, there'll probably be a few more players will have disappeared off to Scotland. Um, so that's one they'll have to. I'd like to see them go there and play a hell of a lot better uh, in an away game. Uh, and it's a place where Connacht haven't done particularly well in the past, but I think that's an opportunity for them. Um, job so far, I think you'd say, is uh, well done, but there's much more to do. There is, there is. You, 
you know, on the positive side, I know we've lost seven games, but there's only one game in which we haven't managed to get at least a losing bonus point. We've scored a few try bonuses as well. I think we're turning into a very good side, and I think the, I know people are very annoyed tonight about you know playing so badly, but you know coming to Cardiff is such a difficult thing to do and win games. We've always struggled here. Um, getting you know four one was relatively acceptable, but there was enough chances to win the game. There was that point where. Cardiff had a, had a run through and Matt Healy executed an unbelievable tackle that saved us try saving tackle it was a 3 on 1 and he hit he hit his man so hard that there was no way the ball was coming out so you know Cardiff did have the odd chance as well but I think what Connacht got into the 22 four times and only scored once I know Connacht's defence denied them so you'd have to wonder how much the, the weather had an impact because you know the other game just down the road Newport ended up 8-7 as well um, so big impact on the quality of the game but Connacht have a I still have a really good chance of at least fourth place and possibly a top three we're waiting for the cheaters to come up that's going to be a huge game um, they've got a game in hand if they win that they're only a point maybe two points behind um, it's all to play for it's a really competitive league this year apart from the you know Leinster have run away with it in their division but there's four teams who are all within a couple of points of each other Glasgow and Munster are slightly ahead but then there's another four teams all really really close it's much more competitive this season I I think actually that our conference is a lot more competitive than the other conference because if you look at it as you say Leinster have run away with it and you know you've got teams in conference say like Benetton and Edinburgh and Scarlets and they're all actually have less points than than Connacht do at the moment so it's obviously it's I think our conference has is, is is becoming a, a very competitive conference, which is good. The other thing I would say about the disappointment about Connacht losing tonight is that's a good thing in in, in the overall terms of the, the expectations that not only the supporters expect from Connacht, but also the coaches. And we do know that obviously that Andy Friend was a very disappointed person today, probably quite angry, and I can understand why. And he probably hadn't seen... I think that side of Connacht before, so you know there are always positives to take to take out of these performances. But I think if you're looking at this, what we've come through, and the development that Connacht has 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 produced since the start of the season, and you're looking at this particular block of games, which I know Andy Friend was talking about at at, at the stage, that they've actually won seven out of ten matches, and that's. That's 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 a good that's a good record from a block of matches with the only two losses being in the inter, in, in the interprovincials. That's 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 a, that's a solid result, and you know to get the point today, we're still there. We're still still fighting on two fronts for Champions Cup rugby. So yes, few learnings. Had players missing today. Few learnings. Bad weather. You know. Andy Friend would have a different view. He's looking at individual players and, and the way they responded in their performances. You know, that's fine. That's his job. But if you look overall, you know, we got the point out of it. We don't do that well in, in, in Cardiff. Yes, there's disappointment. But it, it's been a solid block of games. It certainly has. And with regard to that Champions Cup qualification, if we do finish fourth, because as you say, the, op- the other conference points aren't as high, we'd be looking at a home that playoff at fourth place would be a home game for Connacht, having the, the higher number of points. So that's a positive. <laughs> I'm always looking for positives. 
as we're the last game of the weekend and there's no matches for the next couple of weeks we're going to do the results roundup now here's William with all the results of the weekend and how it affects the tables Three matches were down for a decision in the Pro 14 last Friday night Glasgow Warriors 9 Ospreys 3 Leinster 22 Scarlet 17 Ulster 17 Benetton 17 on Saturday, Cheetahs 61, Zebra 28, Dragons 7, Munster 8, Southern Kings 25, Edinburgh 21, and Cardiff 8, Connacht 7. It means 14 rounds of the Pro 14 have now been completed with the exception of the two South African sides who will meet next weekend in Bloemfontein when the Cheetahs entertain the Southern Kings. Conference A is led by Munster. They have 10 wins and 4 losses and are on 48 points. Glasgow Warriors have won 9 and lost 5 on 46. The Ospreys are 8 and 6 on 38. Connacht are an even 7 and 7 on 38. Cardiff Blues are 7 and 7 on 36. The Cheetahs are 5 wins, 1 draw, 7 losses on 31. But they've only played 13 games. A 5 point win for them next weekend against the Kings will bring them on to 36 points and that's before they come up here when the next round of Pro 14 games begins in mid-February. Conference A is held up by Zebra who have 3 wins and 11 losses for 17 points. Conference B has Leinster on top 12 wins, 2 losses, 58 points. They are a staggering 21 points ahead of Benetton Treviso, who are seven wins, one draw, six losses. They could so easily have won in Belfast last weekend. They have 37 points. Edinburgh have seven and seven for 36. The Scarlets are seven and seven for 35. Ulster are seven wins, two draws, five losses for 35. The Dragons, four wins, 10 losses on 19. And the Southern Kings have now got two wins and 11 losses, leaving them on 17 points. With the exception of that game in South Africa next weekend, which kicks off at 2pm Irish time on Saturday, it'll be Friday the 15th of February before the Pro 14 is back in action. Connacht are next back in action on Saturday the 16th of February with a 5pm start against the Cheetahs at the sports ground. The Six Nations will hold our attention for the next two weekends. Significant Connacht representation in both the men's squad, the men's under-20 squad and the women's team. The women get Ireland's Six Nations interest underway on Friday night at 5pm with a game at Donnybrook against England. Ireland under-20s are in action the same night in Cork at Irish Independent Park with a 7.15pm kickoff, And the main match of the weekend, Ireland versus England at Lansdowne Road at 4.45 on Saturday afternoon. William, we drew the quiz tonight and we have three winners. I'll let you read them out. I'll give you the uh, answers first. Uh, John Muldoon was captain when Connacht won the 2016 Pro 12. 
Dan Parks has the most dropped goals for Connacht in the professional era. And the question that did cause a few problems was the 1974 New Zealand match at the sports ground. Connacht captain was Mick Casserly. A lot of people thought it was Ray McLaughlin, and that might have been in a few sources, but uh, Mick Cassidy was definitely the, the man. New Zealand's captain was Ian Kirkpatrick, fabulous rugby player. And Kieran Smith got Connacht's penalty that day. Again, they lost 25-3. In descending order, in third prize for Noel Hines, and he'll get a copy of the Ulster Connacht programme from earlier in the season signed by Connacht. The winning game in Belfast. Second place was Lisa Walsh, who will get a copy of that programme, plus a copy of the New Zealand, or Ireland-New Zealand programme from earlier in the season. Historic win at Lansdowne Road, signed by Kieran Marmion and Bundyaki. And the winner, who gets those two programmes and a copy of the match poster from the historic game in Krasnorsk in 2015. And that'll be framed is Maureen Ekongala. So, thank you very much for entering. We'll have another quiz again soon. Hopefully we'll get some nice prizes. And uh, back to Alan. Thanks, William. Let's hope we got that pronunciation right. I'm sure we'll get a bit of a slagging if we didn't. Because <laughs> I didn't want to try and pronounce it. My Irish is rubbish. We'll be back in a couple of weeks before the Cheetahs game. Um, we'll, the Cheetahs will have another game in the meantime, which will... Um, mean that they'll be also on 14 games they're at home to the Kings you'd expect them to win that which would put them within two points of Connacht uh, if they get a bonus point win Um, and it will be a massive game so a couple of weeks time the midweek podcast will be back Um, we'll talk to you then loose cut it loose break out or nothing changes sad and confused Until